Hi, and welcome to the Oral Fix Podcast. I am Henry Diaz. I am Drew Brown. And we're your hosts for episode number 36 of the Oral Fix. Oral Fix is a weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. We can be found on Stitcher.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and a whole bunch of other places that you can follow us. If you go over to our website and blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com, you sure would find a whole bunch of morsels waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Drew, how are you this week? I'm doing good. Um, You know, it's been an interesting week. You know, I got to see um, someone that we featured on our blog, Navia. On perform live uh, through our contact with the folks at the Muse Box. I'm so jealous. She was uh, amazing and so sweet. She's actually performing tonight at Splash, um, and they wanted me to go, but I was like, "It's at 1 a.m." and I'm like, "Oh, oh God. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood." But I was tempted because it was like also like my my other reality. Um, secret obsession is mob wives i love the, the show so i i wanted to go see it go see like the uh, the girls from the mob wives are going to be there and nabia is going to be performing so. oh get out so it, it could have been fun but like i'm 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 gonna sit this one out okay well i you know i wish i was i could like travel back i just got back home from long island and um and for me to go back down to go to Splash or to stay at somebody's house just to go to Splash at 1 o'clock in the morning is not... An, I would have done 1 o'clock in the morning, but not tonight. <laughs> but she but she is amazing. Nabia is amazing. Really? Does she like, sound as good as she does? On she sounds stage? better. Better. She has such stage presence. Like, the band sounds really good. Like, she sounds... She is amazing, and I got to speak to her and, you know, tell her that, you know, and remind, a little bit of a reminder, like Amanda, who's from the Muse Box, who, you know, she's been such a great friend to us, um, and she was like, you know, I want you to meet her, like, you know, she was making sure that I got through and, and, and got to her, and I shook her hand and told her, you know, that we were thankful that she answered the questions, as well as I told her that the gays love her. And then that's how I found out she was performing at Splash. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but um, but she's amazing. So if you're listening, anyone who's listening, get Nabi's music. You can, I mean, she's been featured on VH1. Like, every reality show, like, they play her, like, music all the time. So she's she's amazing. She's off the hook. And, and stunning. And stunning in person as well. Well, she's beautiful also. I mean... Yeah, she's beautiful. So she's she's great. Yeah, and I loved her in that, that one video where she's, like, um, in that blue dress... Oh my God, she is so gorgeous. Um, I wish I could um, actually get that the video up on my screen right now, so I can actually talk about it a little bit. But anyway, so we'll have to for those of you who who don't know who she is, we'll put the the links to the interview as well as you can put the video in our show notes, and then people can can look watch it there. But she's like she's gonna be big. Like she's they told me that. MC- oh yeah. <laughs> like Viacom loves her. Like they're like in love with her. So she's gonna blow up soon. So I think that's Well, good. the interview that we did with her, um, I was really shocked to find out that she was a you know, she's a geek and she's into sci fi and one of her 
big sci-fi shows is um Star Trek, the Star Trek series. I'm like, she'll yeah. go and do the reruns on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's really 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 cute, really cute. So, and other than that, like I'm I'm trying to deal with. Maybe you can help me because I don't know how to deal with the situation. Right. Um. I have this kind of like guy that I met like after a crazy night out with a friend of mine, um, and but he doesn't speak any English. <laughs> what? Yeah, girl, he don't speak no English. <laughs> Where'd you meet him? I oh god, I met him at Urge in the East Village. Oh my god. Well, are you good with sign language? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, wait. Before we get even any further, um. How attracted and how interested are you? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. I well, well. First of all, I have to say, like, he's a great kisser, and he has a big penis. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You, you you like to grow before you try anything. Hello, you gotta. I I, I I tell everyone, you gotta make sure if you kiss someone, you feel it up beforehand. You gotta know what you're working with because you don't want no surprises. Um, you and Johnny McGovern. <laughs> but he's but he's also Dominican, so you know you know how that goes. Oh wait wait wait! I'm not gonna be an interpreter here. If that's the type of help you need. <laughs> No, but like, you know, we're having, a, well, it's not like we're having a hard time, but like, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. I, you know, you know, sometimes you meet people out at bars and I, I didn't, and this is how wasted I was. I was a hot mess. Um, I didn't remember like giving him my number. Oh, hot mess. Hot mess. Exactly. Um, anyway. At least you own it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but he texted me saying like, hey, like I'm on my way home, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I thought that was really nice because <laughs> someone that you just like dance with at a bar or just kind of make out with at a bar, you know, you don't usually expect to either. It's a hookup. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, he texted you to let you know that he was on his way home and he he doesn't know English? Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like broken English. Like, I mean, he's only been here for three years. He's like you know about like he's in his 30s like 34 um so but he's only been here for a little a short time and you know so i mean he's cool and all but it's really hard for us to kind of communicate a little bit <laughs> but he's a hot dominican <laughs> so who's hot for you <laughs> so i don't know so it's just one of those things where it just becomes like you know I, I don't know. It's well, just... you're you're living for the cock, so I think you should. No, but he's but I, I I know, but that's the other thing too is that like he's just he was huge. Like I don't know what I would be able to do yeah. with that. Like it was just too big. <laughs> Mister too big. <laughs> Mister too big, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you posted on that one. I don't know, but I mean we've just been like chatting we haven't seen each this happened this past weekend so we haven't seen each other yet well just be careful you don't get into a situation where like you know it becomes like you know he's hanging on to you because like he wants you to pay his bills or something because you know yes job and wow you work fast <laughs> no he has a job. oh and the, the funny thing too was that i forgot his name like i didn't remember <laughs> 
I'm not helping you. That's it. Case no, no, no. Closed. This is what I did. So this is what I did. So I forgot his name, and I was like, oh my god, like we're having. So the next day we were, you know, chatting. Like he, te- like, so he sent me the text that night saying he's on his way home, and then like hope to see you again. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. And so the next day, like um, he sent me a text saying like, how are you? Did you make it home okay? And I thought that was really sweet. So we started talking. So I started getting back. So we started going back and forth. And then I was I realized like I was like I don't even know this guy's name. <laughs> and so I was like, Well, how am I going to say like excuse me, I was a hot drunken mess. <laughs> um, what was your name? So I did the whole thing of like saying and this is a trick, this is a tip guys. So if you don't remember someone's name, mm-hmm. I, I said because I, I didn't want to say I was, you know, drunk or what was your name again? Because that seems kind of rude, right? Or this seems like me, like, look like a hot mess. No, but I mean, I, there, this is plenty of people out there who are, are really bad with names. So, especially, especially, but if you don't, you know, if you've been talking to him for a week and you forget his name, then something's wrong. No, no, no. This was, this was the day after. Like, this was, like, the day after. So, this was not, like, now. But, um, so I just asked him what's his full name. And so he told me what his full name was. And so that's how I got his name. So I got his name. So now I know what his name is. <laughs> but that was a panicking and like trying to figure out like what to do, what to do, what to do. Like it was, it was, but you know, I mean, his broken English is kind of cute and sweet, you know. So it's, is, it, is, it, is it too broken that it can't really be Spanglish or is it like on the Spanglish border? Um, no, I mean, he's, he tries, but I don't think that, like, I mean, you know, like, when you're texting someone, you get a response immediately, or, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, whatever, it's kind of quick. You know, it, it does take him a little bit to kind of answer my questions, <laughs> and I'm also, now that I, I can see from the way he's typing, that, you know, maybe he doesn't, he, he He's still learning English, you could tell. Mm. So, um, so I'm trying to like ask. I don't want to ask questions that are a little too complicated. <laughs> Just <laughs> so I'm trying. So I feel like I'm that's talking good. to like a five year old. You know, like it's. But it's not. But that's not. Yeah. So it's a little weird. Well, you uh, know, you, you've been in that situation before with the Germans. When actually, you know, Jiren, everyone who's listening, Jiren, I, you know, we we worked uh, for nonprofits before, as we stated in our previous podcasts, and um, we actually went to Germany a couple of times, um, in in part of an exchange program. So we really didn't know German, and we actually learned it as we went along. So, I, and we did pretty good, and you did really well for yourself. And you've been to Sweden, so come on. Yeah, but. I mean, I can pick up, like, you know, I can pick up, and I, my Spanish is bad, but, like, I can pick up little words or pick up little sentences, but it's a difference between that and having an actual full-on, like, conversation with someone and really understanding them. There is still a language barrier. I mean, and, okay. but, the only, but the only good thing is that I obviously, you know, we know that we are attracted to each other. That's hot, man. We were, <laughs> you know, Especially if you think he's really good looking. I mean, a really good looking Dominican man and he's hung like myself. Um, <laughs> you're. <laughs> um, I don't want to put you and him in the same. You just killed it and ruined it for me. Thank you. Like, <laughs> anyway, and the advice I can give you right now is that so far it sounds like you're doing the, uh, everything right. And, you know, you're listening and you're paying attention to the little signs. And, and I think, you know, you, you're going to be fine. So, you know, just call yeah. me. It, you know, you don't need advice 
while we're on the podcast recording, you can also call me, you know, afterwards and, you know. Yeah, I'm going to be like, girl, what does this mean? Well, you know, the other thing is that you have to be really sensitive about is like customs. So, you know, the good thing about, you know, the Dominican Republic or Latin culture is most of them are, are very free free flowing and some of them have certain you know customs or are filled and riddled with customs um and dominican republic is not so you know you're not gonna like wander wander into some situation or do something that's gonna offend them right away but you also want to be sensitive to that also because yeah no exactly i mean exactly but i mean he's he seems like a nice guy i think you know i think that like you know i got you know, a good vibe. You don't usually get that, especially from like you know hooking. Up. Like, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, especially. I mean, not that I do this all the time, but like sometimes you meet people. I meet people all the time when I go out. Sometimes romantically, and sometimes it's just kind of just fun. But a lot of those people I never talk to ever again. And this was it. Kind of really struck me that he initiated. He was the one who initiated the the first um, conversation. So I thought that was kind of sweet. Okay. Well. Let's move on, and um, we'll catch up some other time on this. I'll keep you posted. Um, we want to introduce our very our interview with the very delightful, very sweet. We love him bunches. Um, Philip Tetro from One Girl Five Gays. Uh, we had to have him on our show, and we were blessed that he came on and we got to talk to him about Madonna, One one Girl, Five Gays, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we want you guys to listen and enjoy like as, as, as much as we did. Okay, welcome everybody. All of our guest um, interviews are always special, but for us, for I and Drew, myself and Drew, uh, this is just totally awesome. Uh, we're fans of One Girl, Five Gays, and mostly from the um, fans of the original cast that started the show. And um, we're here with Philip Tetro today. Andrew. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Philip. Thank you for joining our little show. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having me. Have you ever done a podcast before? No, you guys are, uh, you guys are taking my podcast virginity today. <laughs> yeah. so we'll be gentle <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> we're labeled as explicit oh wow so am I I guess before you know I mean it, it does it's already passed you know a little bit so but we would love to get your take on you know we know you love the daughter and mm-hmm. she just before Super Bowl. Did you watch? Of course. Of course I did. I had a Madonna Bowl party at my house. Oh, really? How many people showed up? Um, about 15. Oh, my God. Wow. What did you think of the performance? It was absolutely beautiful. She looked great. It was amazing. Great song choices. Great collaborations. Outfits were amazing. Uh, the stage was just out of this world. It was uh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the whole, like, MIA giving the finger situation? Well, I knew for a fact that Madonna wouldn't have let her do that, you know? Like, it was about a celebration, and it was the whole world looking at Madonna for 12 minutes and 40 seconds. So I really don't think she would have approved MIA flipping the bird to 114 million people. So I knew that MIA yeah. would, uh, would not be in the good books after that. But, um, yeah, no, I thought it was really – it was just out of place, you know? It was a song about love, and then you're – 
giving the finger to everybody. Yeah, world peace, you know, like the end world of world peace. <laughs> with a big finger <laughs> with a big finger and like she's in like a, a cheerleader's outfit and like looked so glamorous and then she gave the finger it was just it, was, it wasn't classy yeah, yeah there were a few times though I have to say I was a little worried about Madonna I thought she was going to like topple over in those heels like, oh I, I, I was praying <laughs> I was like the Donna girl. Ooh, Lord, you cannot lose your life at the, at the Super Bowl. My oh, thing no. with that no, no, was no. that my thing was that with that, you know, she was trying to step on that bleacher. It's like, why the hell are you going to coordinate a show like this and put her on like six, eight-inch heels to step on? And the then bleacher? make her, and then yeah, and then choreograph her going to the top bleacher. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't thought out, but you know what? She, I didn't even notice the fall until I rewatched the uh, performance after the Super Bowl. Um, and she got out of it like it was meant to be that way. It was a choreographed fall, and she looked amazing, and it didn't even face her. Yeah, tr- truly. Have you heard a lot of the, the new stuff? Uh, there's a little snippet of a couple songs out there, but really I'm just I'm as in the loop as everybody else. I just can't believe that all of this is happening. It's, uh, it's really exciting to be a Madonna fan these days. Yes. We, I, I just watched an episode, I think it was episode uh, 312 of One Girl, Five Gays, where Aaliyah Jasmine asked you about your, um, your, your, this contest that you won from the fan club that yes. you participated in, and you went and, and backstage after the concert to, to meet her. What was that like? Um, I didn't actually uh, meet her per se. Uh, everybody oh. gets like, confused. I was in the same room as her. I was like literally two feet in front of her uh, the entire night, and um, it was it was a religious experience. I was in front of her at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival in September, and um, I lost my cool. And then the exact same happened in November at uh, at the Smirnoff. Uh, event and it was just it was amazing like just being in her presence it's like every emotion that I've ever felt like everything every picture in my head of Madonna every song everything uh, from the past 23 years of my life just comes flooding back to my to my memory and it's just I'm emotionally overcome and it's really sad oh my god how old are you 23 wow and like what what's your earliest uh, memory of Madonna my uh, it's hard to say like I remember um I remember having cassettes as a little kid and trying to figure out how to put them in, in the cassette player. And I remember watching the Like a Prayer video on Much Music, which is uh, the MTV of Canada. I'm sure you guys knew that. And yeah, no, it was just like so many things. I can't remember, like, I can't pinpoint actual ages, but I just remember being very, very young and hearing her music. And my mom would listen to her to her tapes in the shower. And my mom said that she listened to Madonna uh, tapes when she was pregnant with me. So oh my God. probably where it all began. That's, yeah. that's where it all began. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so did your mom ever have to question, like, um, and, and you're gay, so it's like, uh, Mom. <laughs> like, Dad, no, I know. It's, uh, I used to think it was genetic. Now I just think it's my mom's fault. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we, we just recently took her out of the closet, Madonna, because um, we, we swore that if her album, or at least that one song, Give Me All Your Love, sounded like the leak. Did you hear the leaked version of that song? I did. Of course I did. Did, did it sound bad to you? Because to us, it sounded like razor blades in our ears. <laughs> it was just, it, it was very unfinished. And it, it was very, yeah. um, I guess because we didn't know the concept of the Super Bowl and the cheerleader 
thing and everything like that. So it did. It seemed so out of place. But like I loved it to be honest. The chanting and the um, the fact that it didn't sound like anything else. And still, the 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 final version doesn't sound like anything else on the radio right now. Yeah, I think she really. Re- I mean, of course. I mean, you know, Madonna's all about the visuals, and she definitely redeemed herself. So that's why we took her out. <laughs> but like. Um, you know, a lot of it too. Like sometimes, like some of her, like you know, Madonna. There's so many. Like she has so many great songs. Like you can still listen to Holiday today and still like sing along. But like some of her new stuff was kind of like sounding like Lourdes was writing it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, don't push it. <laughs> I think it's great, and you know what? I'm so excited for the new album, like 18 new songs and a couple of ballads in there, and she's already shooting yeah. the next video in the next two weeks. It's, it's exciting, and the new tour, oh my God, like I'm freaking out. When, the, ticket, the, the tickets went on sale, because I was actually in Toronto um, for, I just got back, and the, the tickets went on sale today. Did you get yours? My whole thing is that the last time I got tickets, it was eight months in between buying the tickets and the actual show itself. So I figure anything can, like, anything can, I don't want to spend $3,000 on tickets and then within seven months be, like, encounter, not free tickets, but, like, deals and stuff, do you know? So it's like, I would, I have seven months to figure it out. I'm not concerned. Obviously, I'm going to go to both nights. I just don't want to overreact and and overdo it now and then within Mm -hmm. seven months have other opportunities come and, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, for what can happen. Okay. Now, you, I, I'm really, before we keep on going, just to get this one question out of the way, because I'm really curious sure. what, are you, what you're like under celebrity stardom. I, myself, when I lose my cool, I, it's, it's just really unpredictable. Like, one time, like, I met Lady Kier, who was really good friends with somebody I was really good friends with, and when he introduced me to her, I was drunk, and I was, like, out of my head. <laughs> And I laughed in her face like for a good five minutes. Oh wow! <laughs> so oh geez. I mean, I just couldn't help it because, I mean, and on TV she looks like she's pretty tall, but when I met her, she was just like four or five or something, <laughs> four feet tall, five inches. What? Oh what do you like? I mean, did you, how did, how how much did you lose your your cool when you were like in her presence? I like I was such a. A, a nerd like I was um, we were in we managed to get into a VIP area in New York and so I met her publicist I met a couple of dancers and some of them had recognized me from YouTube because I used to um, recreate Madonna performances and put them online and oh. so I was already freaking out that way that like one dream had come true you know like people in Madonna's circle had recognized me from the internet which and I was just mortified already but like <laughs> so happy um, and then, like, uh, by the end of the night, I was sobbing uncontrollably. My friends had to literally lift me up and drag me out of there. People <laughs> thought that I was – people don't know – didn't know what was going on. Like, it, it, it was like I was at a funeral, to be honest. Like, my eyes were just so red and puffy, and, like, I could hardly breathe. But that's just I – I don't know how, to, how else to put it. I just – when you idolize somebody since the time you can remember, since the day you were born, you know, it's like – everything that she means to you just just comes back to you so quickly and it's mm-hmm. it's emotional you know like every time i would i would make my grandmother watch evita with me over and over again when i was 7 and every time i would get like caught boging by my mother in my underwear in my bedroom <laughs> like just all of those memories come back and it's like what a life i've led and 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 to have my best friend madonna right there in front of me it's it's very very surreal sure. so i'm a, i'm a dweeb to answer your question i'm i'm a loser when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to being starstruck by 
by my idols. Aww. What's your favorite Madonna song? Do you have one, or is it too many to name? There's like there's a lot. Like I have like my top twenty, but like a prayer, La Isla Bonita, Oh Father, uh, Live to Tell. Um, so many to have and not to hold. There's a lot of like non-single songs yeah. that a lot of people don't know that I just love. Spanish Eyes, Till Death Do Us Apart, Something to Remember. Yeah. There's just hundreds and hundreds. I don't remember Spanish Eyes. Hmm. Oh, it's beautiful, like a prayer. Get that album. It's so I good. Just, There's a lot of gems on that. One of my favorites is Into the Groove. Like, I think the chorus is like one of, by far, like I just, every time I hear it, I, I actually dance my um best friend got married he, he had a gay wedding and i was his best man and we like danced on dance floor to that song because that's like our favorite one of our favorite madonna songs and i love that song i love how how um almost every tour she performs it and it sounds different each and every time and it's it's a exactly. great song it's one of my mom's favorites too cool well how so you you've kind of like you know rose to stardom you know just being on one girl's five gays how were you selected to be on the cast um, I was on a show that MTV Canada had been doing before called The After Show. And um, it was basically, it was just a, similar to this. It was a talk show. It was a panel of guests that would come and discuss. Do you guys remember The Hills? The show, mm-hmm. the reality show, The Hills? Yeah. Yeah. So in Canada, we had a really, really famous um, after show. And I was considered an after show friend. And I would come periodically to talk about the show. And, and that was just really, really fun. And then one thing led to another. And it happened to be produced by a producer now, uh, Garrett. And... One thing led to another. I had my audition, and two days later, I shot my first episode, and that was almost three years ago. Wow. Wow. So it does pay to know people in the industry. <laughs> yeah, well, it just it, it pays to be in the right place at the right time, you know? It was just, it was meant to be. And, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. Wow. Has, has being on the show changed your perspective on certain topics that you guys are, you know, that you guys talk about in any way? Oh, absolutely. Like, I learned so much every episode, like, about certain experiences that people have that I never thought about in a certain way and certain words that I never would have used on a regular basis before and different perspectives and, and different people's families and religions and how they've dealt with being gay and how I've dealt with being gay and the similarities and the differences. It's, it's been a fun road. And like I said, it's, at this point, it's just become friends talking and there just happens to be a couple cameras around. But it's, yeah, it's a conversation and I learn something every time. What kind, what kind of words uh, do you use now that you didn't before? Um, oh goodness, what words do I like? There's a couple of funny ones. Um, uh, David Robert is uh, one of my really, really good friends now. And uh, I don't know if you pay attention, but every time something ridiculous happens, he says, I'm dead. <laughs> like, like something is so ridiculous that it kills him. Like he's dead from, from something happening. So we say words like that all the time. Like we've come up with um, after every sentence, we say the word though. So like, hello though, just like no matter what, it doesn't even make sense. But just certain things like that, like my vocabulary. I know it doesn't even make sense, but we'll be like, hey though, what are you doing though? And it's really annoying to people, but um, the MTV office has caught on and uh, they hate us for getting everybody to talk like that. But. <laughs> It's like your own Queen's uh, Queen's Queen's English. English. Yeah, Queen's English. It's our own Queen's English. That's exactly what it is. Wow. Well, a lot of of cast members, including David Robert, came to your defense when Andrew made comments about your weight. Has there been a remark about you or other castmates that has caused such type of reaction? I mean, it it wasn't really nice. Wait, it wasn't nice, just... but it's not like I didn't know that I'm overweight, you know? Like, I, it's, it didn't come as a surprise. It was very, at the moment, yeah. I thought it was very immature to, to, to focus on, on my weight when we were talking about 
reality television. It just it didn't make sense. And uh, since then, he's actually become one of my really good friends. I actually just got off the phone with him not too long ago, and uh, we talk all the time. It was it was a moment in time, and and I think I wouldn't I don't think I would be friends with him if he if we didn't have that little tiff. And he's adorable, and I think he's so cute and so good looking, but. You know, sometimes people just say stupid things, and I wasn't offended. Like I said, I know I'm overweight. It's not like I was shocked. But so you guys have since made up, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we go to each other's houses. We, uh, he, David, and I just hung out the other day, and he's so funny. Like he sends me emails all the time just to ask how I am, and he's so sweet. I love him. Okay, well that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no dynasty. You know, Alexis Carrington and and, and <laughs> Victor's still fighting. You know. No shade. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's sweet. Are are you guys generally, you know, um, like in a, a harmonious state whenever you get together for the show and after the show? Or I mean, to me, every time I watch the show and I'm watching like the, um, some of the past episodes that I've missed, I'm like, what a great cast of guys together. Oh. I mean, like, because you guys work off of each other under pressure, and you know, when you're not on under pressure because of some certain questions or whatever, you know, somebody says, you guys you know, are, are a good lot of minds, you kind of, you know, you just get along overall, whatever it is that, if, you know, whatever pink elephant is in the middle of the room, you guys aren't afraid right. to tackle it. Right. Well, thank you for uh, for saying that. Yeah, we all do get along some way, in some way or another. I mean, we've all been into fights, like I've been into personal fights with, with some of the guys, but we get over it, you know, like we're, we're in our 20s, we're all in the show, we're all in this together. It's like, if we hold grudges or if we hate each other or if we don't let things go it like it defeats the whole purpose of the show you know we're supposed to be this group of guys that get together and can be mature about situations and can talk about things from rape to anal fisting you know it's like from one thing to another we're supposed we're supposed to be able to talk about anything and it's like if we can't get over our personal quarrels how are we going to show people that they can get over theirs. So I just feel like, yeah, no, there are times when, when we get into fights, but we just, we have to get over them. We talk things through and, and sometimes it's on camera, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. Who, who, who else besides David Robert are you really close with on the show, from the show? Um, he's my absolute best friend. I love everybody. Yerksa and I talk all the time. Andrew, like I said, Dean, uh, Alex, Ish, Ian Lynch, JP, I love. JP and I talk every day on the phone. I love him so much. He's been, he's one of the most articulate people I've ever met in my entire life. I just love JP. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he takes his time. Like, you know, he, he gives, he pauses and, and, you know, I heard somewhere in some psychology uh, report that, you know, the more ums you have or pause, uh, pauses uh, while you're speaking, it just means that you're a very smart person and, person and, um, conscientious of what you're you're saying so it oh i'll let him know then yeah <laughs> it's like american psychology somewhere i don't know yeah. but <laughs> well hopefully he's going to be listening to this show right <laughs> i know hopefully i'll let i'll let everybody know when it when this is on um there was in one of the episodes there was um you know there was the alia had access you know there's been like a lot of like negative feedback from some people about like you know the group of the, the gays that were that were rep- being represented on the show and like all right. of, like people's different feelings about you know one girl five gays has it changed as the show gotten more popular or is it listen people are always like you guys don't represent all the gay people in the world you guys don't represent this you guys don't represent <laughs> that but it's like yeah How, Oprah Winfrey have, Oprah have, Winfrey doesn't represent every straight woman in the world like how yeah, is, it's exactly. impossible to represent every every kind of gay person it's impossible to represent 
everybody anywhere at any time, you know? So it's like I don't feel like I represent any sort of, of anything. I represent myself. So it's like the people who aren't represented should come and audition, you know? Maybe we're missing thousands and thousands of different gay guys, and hopefully the show's on long enough that we can represent everybody who wants to be represented. But we're just a group of 20-something-year-old downtown Toronto gay guys, and we all come from different places, different religions, different backgrounds, different jobs, different education. And so, yeah, no, the negative feedback is, is, comes with, with everything, you know? My mother loves the show sometimes, and she hates the show sometimes. You know, there, of course there's episodes that I watch that I'm not on, and even if I am on, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't a good one. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's like, first of all, the good makes up for the bad 4,000 yeah. times, and, and nothing's perfect, you know? No. Okay. Yeah, your mom seems like one cool, one cool lady. <laughs> she <laughs> is. She is. She's downstairs. I'm surprised she's not at the door listening right now, but she, I, lo- I love my mom. How was it coming out to her? Oh, it was. It, she kind of put me in a corner until I said it. But uh, after that, oh, okay. it's been a good seven years of uh, of whatever. You know, somebody somebody said this to me a couple weeks ago, and I can't forget it. I keep bringing it up, but it was somebody said when you come out, so do your parents, and it's so true how different your parents are after you come out of the closet. You know, and it was yeah. it was of course everybody thinks coming out of of the closet is the most difficult thing in the world, and then when you're 16, it probably is, but. Looking back, it really I was so lucky and so fortunate to have a, such cool parents that just want me to be happy, you know? Yeah. I think it was yesterday, uh, again, when I was watching some of these past episodes, the same one that I spoke about earlier, I think you also mentioned how um, you came out to your mom, and your mom, um, I, I forgot what your mom said, but you, it, it was something, it was just kind of like a matter-of-fact answer she gave you. You guys were in a car driving, and you <laughs> were Yeah, cheering. she was just like, that's it. And I was like, what do you mean that's it? Like, you're crying. You know, she tried so hard to, like, she tried so hard to, to make it not about her. You're, you're from a, 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 a Spanish-Latin background, right? Uh, Italian. Italian. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sicilian? Uh, yeah, I'm half Sicilian. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in an Italian neighborhood in Brooklyn, and everyone always thought I was Sicilian, so that's how. I oh, really? Know. <laughs> yeah, I got to know Sicilians a lot. I mean... Cool. Yeah, no, Sicilians are a funny group of people. We're loud, emotional, dramatic, obnoxious, and uh, full of heart. Yeah, totally. Your mom... I, I, all of those things. Yeah, oh, God. What, what a beautiful <laughs> um, family you have. And, and background to come, because not many people... You know, my... Just to share a little bit, um, my mother, you know, I came out... I was a gay activist when I was younger, and I, I had it all, you know, understanding friends some family that was understanding but my mom who I really looked up to the most she she reacted you know the most negative and um when I came out you know she found out through People magazine which I was uh, part of a teens of sex article um and oh, wow. she she cried for days and she uh, she couldn't accept it unless I went to a psychiatrist um <laughs> who could prove it to her that I wasn't and um, and she took it out on the family like for months. And my family, um, my father, my stepfather actually convinced me to convince her that I went to a therapist and a psychologist, and he said that I wasn't gay. And then I had to like go back into the closet and then come back out of the closet. And it's tough for people. I don't think you know the majority of people around the world doesn't really know until they walk in our shoes what it's like. Right. No. Absolutely. And my whole thing with with the show and, and doing whatever is that if I tell my parents what I'm doing before it happens, 
they can't be surprised when, when things happen, you know, like when my mother gets upset with things that I talk about on TV, it's like, well, mom, it's a show about love and sex. It's not a show about cupcakes and, and puppies, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, I'm so upfront with my parents and yeah, it is difficult to come out of the closet, especially when you're 16 years old and, and your mind and body is changing day to day. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm lucky that I have parents uh, who love and accept me for who I am. And I'm lucky to be given a platform like the show. And yeah, I realize exactly. that it's, it's so hard for, for certain people to come out of the closet and it's heartbreaking, you know. I don't think there sh- even should be such thing as coming out of the closet. I think you should just, you shouldn't have to sit your parents down to tell them you're gay the same way my brother didn't have to sit them down to tell them that he's straight. Yeah, totally. And, 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 and we'll, we'll get there one, one, one day. One day. And I think that's the great thing about the show is that it opens up, you know, of course, regardless of if you feel like you can relate to everybody, you know, from the cast or whatever, but it really, you know, gets you to be able to have a dialogue with your friends or, you know, I wish I had that when I was younger to be able to just see other gays talk openly and freely about love and sex and dating and pop culture and all that stuff. Like I wish the show was around when I was, when I was a teenager. Me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to be kind of like left to our own devices. Kind of great that we have one girl five gays. May I air just one thing that kind of annoys me every time I watch the show? Okay. <laughs> it's, I, it, it's, you know, I, and lately it, it's been changing, I think, but there are these little segues just to announce each question, which are really cute and very artistic. And, yeah. But most of the times, it's straight couples, heterosexual couples that are being portrayed. And I, I, sometimes I'm like, really? You're, the next question is about fisting, and you're, you're, you have like straight couples portraying gay themes? What's going on here? <laughs> Where, where's the gays? Where's the lesbians? Right, right, right. I see that. At the same time, <laughs> MTV Canada is... Um... <laughs> I mean, the girl-to-guy ratio is probably two to one, so and, and all of that stuff is shot there. So I feel like that's just a logistics thing. But wow. um, good point. I mean, at the end of the day, though, the show is, is about gay people, but it's it's about people in general. So um, whether yeah. it's a guy and a girl walking, holding hand in hand, or whether it's two guys, I don't think that that's. I think the answers um, mean more than the than the bumpers we call them in between. But that's a good point. Definitely a good point. I just feel like um, it's logistics, like I said, and it's probably just the fact that that the show isn't 100% for gay people. It's about gay people, but it's not 100% right. it's for, for gay people. for everyone yeah. to watch and, and to learn. Absolutely. Because, you know, also I heard, you know, in this past episode, you guys get a lot of, um, uh, when you're out, I think it was Jake who talked about it, like he has, like, straight people come up to him and recognize him from, from the show. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite moments are when I get stopped by straight guys who are like, I watch your show with my girlfriend, we don't miss an episode, I love it, blah, 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 blah. Because it's, 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 when on TV before has there been an open discussion about gay sex or gay people or gay relationships or gay friendships, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think it just shows that at the end of the day that we're all human and we all, you know, there is, and I think some, you know, and Liam made a good point. It's like you can't, you know, judge someone if they're just speaking for what they do, you know, or say that Absolutely. all gays are promiscuous or all, you know, this is how all gays oh, are. Yeah. Like if, they're, if they're speaking, saying, like, this is how I view it or this is what I've done, you can't, there's no kind of making the, the generalization that, oh, this is what they're saying is how all gays are. Exactly, but it's like, at the same time on television, it's did Roseanne and did Roseanne represent every middle American middle aged family? You know, it's like no, absolutely yeah, not. Exactly. It was that it was that point of view. Did um, what else is a good example? Uh, I can't even think right now about 
the shows that I used to watch. Like Fresh Prince, of, did Fresh Prince of Bel Air represent every? Oh my God, yeah. Every black family in Philadelphia, no. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. So it's like you can, you you, can, you can't take one show and, and be upset with how they don't represent everybody, but then be fine with every other show. You know, it's like it's it's a certain point of view. It's not, and we're not meant to represent every single. Um, gay person in the world. We're representing who we are as as individuals. We just happen to be together five at once. Philip, Philip, um, generally, what what's the 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 mood after a show is done? Oh, I, but, uh, like as soon as we're done filming, you mean when we wrap? Shooting? Yeah, yeah, when you wrap up the shooting. After oh, we're excited. Up. We're normally hungry, so we go get a bite to eat. Some of us go out afterwards. Uh, maybe. Um, go to each other's houses, watch a movie. I don't know. We're all, we're all friends at this point, like I said before. So it's like we all hang out, and most times we make plans on certain days anyway if we just happen to be doing an episode together even better. But, yeah, no, we're always in, we're always in a great mood afterwards. I don't think I've, I've ever left um, an episode upset or, or, or whatever, and if I have, then even the Andrew episode, I was excited to just go to McDonald's with David after, you know, like I forgot about everything else. <laughs> yeah. It, it really translates that you guys have that type of bonding after every show also, because it translates through the screen. And especially in this one episode, again, that I watched yesterday, I'm sorry, I'm referring to it, but I think... That's it, okay, you know, that's okay. I, I, was, I have to rewatch this episode. It seems amazing. You keep referencing it. Was episode, <laughs> it was episode 312. And, um, it, you guys I'm, have different episode numbers, though, because you guys get it a little bit after us. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but I'll, was, I think I know which one you're talking about. Well, I, you'll know by this that if you know you guys had uh, Leah had you guys draw what uh, Juan was doing <laughs> at that moment, and then all you guys, most of you guys, drew him in bed having wine, watch you know playing his music, or probably having fun around. Watching Golden Girls, right? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then somebody, you know, literally went and called him to see what he was doing. He called doing. him, yeah, and he was at a, he was at the Hilton or something or Four Seasons. Uh, <laughs> he was having wine, right? <laughs> yeah, he was having a drink actually with um, David and I. I don't know if you guys have uh, me on Facebook. I think you do or Twitter, or whatever. Uh, David and I are really, really good friends with one of our producers named Jason, who's actually going to be on an episode in a couple of weeks. You guys will get that soon. Oh, and um, yeah, he was out with Jason at a hotel having wine. Yeah, it it is Juan just as adorable and like he's oh, my goodness. And, and, and he's just as adorable in real. I mean, not real life because it is real life, but like you know, after the show and hanging out with him, like him and Jonathan the Daniel, like they just seem like the sweet, like fun. I know they are. I love Jonathan so much. He's so sweet. He actually works by my house, so I go visit him very often. And Juan and I are really, really good friends as well. We always go over to each other's houses. He was at the Madonna Bowl at my place last week, and he's just so fun oh, okay. to just talk to and, and, and watch Madonna concert DVDs with. I just want to eat them up every time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you're not on the show or, you know, voguing in your underwear, um, <laughs> what, what's, a, what's a typical day like in, in, you know, for Philip, Philip Tetro? Uh, I, I'm still a student, so I'm a drama student. Um, in university, okay. I, I work. I have a part-time job. Um, I blog a lot. I do a lot of choreography for, for groups in Toronto. Um, I'm just out. I'm normally with David and, like I said, our friend Jason, um, watching Britney Spears DVDs, learning choreography, going out, going dancing. Like, I love dancing. If I'm not dancing, I don't know what else I'm doing, really. And reading, I love reading a lot. I'm about to start Ellen's book, which I know I'm a little bit late on, but... <laughs> Doing that okay. and just hanging out with guys from the show and, and, and I don't know, going to record stores. That's, oh, that's my favorite thing to do. I love going to record stores and seeing 
what I can find. I was in I was in Toronto when when I found out about you know, Whitney Houston passing, and it was actually Facebook. Oh, you were just I was in D.C. this weekend, so you were, you were just here. Yeah, I have my I have family in Burlington, so. Oh, that's, I, yeah, yeah, that's not far from my hometown. Um, so I was there. Where where were you when you found out? You said you were in D.C. I was in D.C. Yeah, I went to um, I was in D.C. for the weekend, and I was at dinner with a friend, and it, like Twitter just started blowing up with Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston, and I was heartbroken. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like what do you expect? You know, somebody deals with addiction for for that long. It's sad when anybody dies, but yeah, if you get the what, what do they say? If you want the bull, you'll get the horns. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just sad. I mean, this is so, it's just so sad, especially like when you you know, you hear her songs and you just like, it's just kind of sad that like, um, that people forget about the voice because all you hear about is the drama and the drugs and Absolutely. Her, you know, being with Bobby Brown. It's heartbreaking and she has a beautiful how, voice how, how, and it's how, sad that, yeah. that she couldn't remain that way, but yeah. Rest in well, peace, Whitney. Rest in peace. Exactly. So you, uh, you know, how would you feel if Madonna had was the one who took the fall recently. Don't even say, don't even say. <laughs> I think about this all the time. I would need to just be, I would need to be in a room alone and it, like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I've thought, I've tried thinking about it before, but it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to know what I'm doing. I need, I would just need to be like alone for, for a long time. And I don't know. It's sad. I always have this thing every time Madonna's on tour that she's going to die like a week before she performs oh in Toronto. I know it's so sad, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Well, you never know. When yeah. she performs for 60,000 people, you don't know, they don't security check all of them. Oh you don't God. know what they yeah. could bring with them. It's, it's horrifying. That yeah. I, I was actually talking about, um, you know, Madonna with my sister-in-law. Because like, oh, she's coming to Toronto. And like, it was a whole big thing about, you know, from Truth for Dare, when, you know, she's <laughs> right, right. arrested and she's like calling, you know, the fascist state of Toronto. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, and now Madonna, she's coming back. Or, you know, she, I'm sure she's been back. But like, you know, do, does she get a lot of heat every time she comes to perform? Uh, everybody just associates Madonna in Toronto with that stupid thing in Truth or Dare that, that never even happened. You know, they left without incident. They it was just two police, yeah. close police officers that, that saw it the night before. And it was, it, it, that tour was great. I wish I weren't a year old back then so I could uh, see it live. But I don't know. I love yeah. the Blonde Ambition tour. And every time she comes back, it's always, she always brings it up. Like in 2004, she mentioned it during a speech, during one of her shows and the whole crowd cheered. And yeah, it's funny yeah. to be associated with that. I think it's great. Mr. DJ, put a record on. I wanna dance with my baby.
Welcome back. That was Madonna, a remix mashup of Give All Your Love to Music. So it's Give Me All Your Love and Music mashed up. <laughs> it's pretty snazzy. Um, if you're wondering how you can get a free download of that track, uh, make sure to refer to our show notes where you can find uh, other links for the other music that we'll be playing throughout the podcast. So here's the second half of Philip Tetro's fabulous interview at the Oral Fix podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Do you, yeah. do you have any other obsessions besides Madonna? Um, I haven't had time for anything else, really. I love, love, love <laughs> Janet Jackson. She's always been like my number two, but so far removed from any love that I have for Madonna, like in that sense. But I don't know, Janet Jackson, Michael Did you Jackson, see her with Cher. In Canada? I've seen Janet Jackson live twice. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, was that the question? Yes, that was the question. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, no, I saw her. I saw her last year, and then I saw her in two thousand eight. And see, it's like I can't not to compare them, but it's like Janet Jackson and Madonna are in two completely different worlds. And it's like Janet just always rehashes and does the same thing over and over and over again. And it's it, that's why I love Madonna so much, is because nothing is ever the same. Plain and simple. I remember I saw Madonna one time at a club here called Sound Factory, and she was. This is when. She oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was doing a lot of, you know, she was work at the time, her and Junior Vasquez, that they were, you know, friends, and she was dancing with two of her dancers, Jose and Lewis, and she was just there, just kind of, like, sweating, and they were, like, Jose and Lewis were voguing around her, and it was, like... Yeah, yeah, no, had, I like, think I've seen footage had, from that. She had, like, no bodyguards, like, nothing, it was just her and them, and everyone was just kind of, like, let her do her thing, it was fun. And she oh, was is so Sound Factory still around? It's not, right? No, it's not. No, unfortunately. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long gone. They they oh. try to revive it with that same crowd uh, as Twilo, but it became like this really hardcore uh, digital music and a lot of uh, crystal meth. Uh, oh jeez. Yeah, it was a crystal meth community. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I'll yeah. stick with a uh, Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you know. You should follow Head of Lettuce. Head of Lettuce is, is, is a much more safer deal and party. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I'll, I'll uh, consider it next time I'm, I'm uh, in New York. <laughs> I love New York. To be honest, my connecting flight to D.C. was at JFK, and I was like, will they kill me if I just – went downtown right now you know like i i seriously considered it i love new york i want to come back i'm probably going to be back there um in the spring so maybe march april but i i was there okay. three times last year i'm just in love with it it keeps calling me back there so well let us know we would like to have you for a day i would love to oh awesome yes yes please let us know where do you go when you're when you're here Barracuda, um, don't you hear him? I love Barracuda. Where else would I go one night? The Jane Hotel. I go. I, I, first, I don't know what it is about the Jane Hotel. It's just so beautiful there. Uh, Jason, David, and I went and literally just danced for eight hours one night. It was so fun. Um, I, like I said, I love going to record stores. I go to uh, Record Runner, just a bunch of different places. Um, oh, yeah, right. Just shopping and restaurants. Like, I go to New York to eat and, and dance. Okay. Mm. How would you, if you had to, like, compare the gay scene in Toronto to the, the gay scene in New York, how does it differ? Uh, they are de definitely similar. There, I think there are a lot more gay people in New York City. I've never been to a place where I felt more comfortable being gay. Like, I, I do mm. feel, I definitely feel, feel safe in Toronto, but I think it's probably just because I'm from here. Um, yeah. 
and even when I went to DC, I was I'm always a little apprehensive about new cities that I go to 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 like feel out the gay scene. But mm. New York, I'm definitely mm. so comfortable being myself there. I love it. Oh, I have you ever been to San Francisco? I, it's a warm feeling out there, also. Uh, no, I would love to go to San Francisco, and um, where else do I really want to go? Provincetown is that in San Francisco? No. Ah, oh, Provincetown's a blast. Yeah, P-Town, yeah. Especially during the summer. You have to go during the summer or during Artist Week in September. Perfect. I can't wait. I love traveling. You have to, you have to know, but you, if you go to Provincetown, you just have to just figure out like what weekend to go because like every weekend they have all kind of has a different theme. Yeah, I think I saw an advertisement for Bear Weekend or something. Yeah, I, I was actually no. there one Bear Weekend, and we were like, um, "What's going on?" <laughs> it was like, "Oh, it's Bear Weekend." Oh, jeez! And people just assume that because I'm overweight and hairy that I'm only bears. Are you? Are what? I mean, what? Do you feel like you're part of the bear community? I, I don't think so from that statement you just made. Well, I, I feel like I'm put there. I feel visually, when I walk into a club, it's all the bears and cubs that look at me first, you know. But I don't. I, I just feel like we're already so secluded from the rest of society. Why even diminish ourselves more by putting another label on us, you know? Why can't we just be people? Yeah. Why can't yeah. we? Like, I, and I'm not even into bears, really. Like, it depends on on depends on the person, really. But I don't know. People just assume that I'm only into to cubs or bears or otters now, about? or is like a skinny cub apparently. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otters and um and wolves and lambs. Wolves and lambs and and like all these. I, I don't know. I'm just so over at like donkeys, bunnies. I don't know. When, is, when does it stop? What what is your type of guy? Um, you took my question, bitch. <laughs> my type. Of, I don't know. I like short, dark Mediterranean. Uh, with scruff and, and big eyes and that can speak different languages and have good relationships with their mothers and are caring, emotional, and open. And that's my type. So basically, if a, a gay Antonio Banderas would just be perfect. Ooh, Enrique Iglesias, like, I would love to just have a piece of that. With or without the mole? Because he looks so different without the mole now. He took you know what? I, he was, he was, he, yeah, he took it off a couple years ago. He was born that way. I don't know why he... Uh, yeah. Why he did that. I liked it. It, it, it gave him character. It gave, I thought so, too. And I, one time I saw him, I was like, who is that? And they were like, it's a kid I was like, really? He looks this, I mean, it, It's amazing what a mole does. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but he's still hot, though. I still want to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Me well, either. <laughs> are, you dating, are you dating now? Um. No, not really. I was seeing somebody uh, for a couple of weeks last year, uh, a couple of weeks, sorry, a couple of months, and uh, I don't know. I just I'm I'm so busy focusing on myself that I don't even have I don't even have time to kick, to take care of myself. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not opposed to that idea, but I don't know. I'm not in a rush, and when you're not looking for something, normally is when you find it. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, just I mean, not to just. To, to, to say this, but I mean, when we, when we, as Henry mentioned, Nick, we are huge fans of the shows, and you were definitely one of the, the people that we just wanted to have, because this is your personality, and this Thank is you. So I appreciate that. Fun. Thank you so much. And, and so, you know, thank you for be doing, not only coming on the show, but like, you know, any guy that you're dating would be lucky enough to have you. You're like, you're such, you're such a sweet, sweet That's sweet person, so, so sweet. Thank you I so agree. much. I agree. I think out of like thank everyone you. else, you're, you, you really don't have any walls up. I mean, not that everybody has walls up, but I do see, you know, people's quirks 
especially Yerks, uh, if you're listening, though I think he's really cute, even though Drew doesn't. Yerks <laughs> is adorable. I love Yerks. Yeah, but you're, you know, we felt like you're like the most open and fun and expressive oh, and guys. emotional. So yeah, what sign are you? Are you Taurus like us, or are you? No, I'm Capricorn, but I'm on the cusp. So oh. I, I tell people Capricorius. <laughs> I know, not to be specific or anything. <laughs> You're a, li- a little grounded and a, and a little out there. <laughs> that's the air and yeah, earth that's, exa- that's the perfect way to put it. I'm grounded and a little out there. <laughs> we like it. We like it. Uh, has the show lived up to your expectations? Well, I, I didn't really have any going in, you know. I, I was really? definitely a fan of the show. Uh, okay. I, I didn't know how it would change my life in particular, but absolutely, I wouldn't change a thing. It's it's definitely been a dream come true. I've wanted to be on TV since I was younger, and the fact that I can be on TV and, and have a voice and help people or represent something, you know, has just been such a blessing. I'm so honored. So what's, what, is, what do you have in store for, two, for 2012? Like, what's in store for... Uh, just a lot of... Um, I'm doing... I'm working with two groups right now in Toronto, um, just doing choreography for them. I'm doing a lot more blogging. There's a lot of Madonna stuff happening this year. Um, I'm not sure. Hopefully more traveling. Like I said, I would love to come back to New York soon. Um, I, like I said, mm-hmm. I just got back from D.C. And, yeah, I'm just... Having fun is what I want to do in, in 2012. Just being happy and having fun. Okay. Those are my two New Year's resolutions. And to start working out again, I know people say that, but I really, really want to. I just I miss that feeling of post-gym euphoria. I just don't have the energy. You know what I just heard recently uh, somewhere was that if you do say that and you have that as a goal, you're, I think there's like a 5% chance or something that you will actually lose weight um, and actually do that within that year and actually, you know, there'll be like one, you know, goal or New Year's resolution that does get accomplished. And most of the times it's that one that people put on their New Year's resolution and, and does get actually tackled out of all the others. Well, I've almost kind of started it. Like I, I walk a lot more and um, I just figure if I can save $3 and, and walk somewhere, I might as well, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's I a look start at- and not eating shitty foods at night, which is my biggest weakness. All I want at midnight is a Big Mac combo. (laughs) (laughs) No, she did it. She did. Sometimes you just need that meat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't push it. Can I say something though? Wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I'm out in the Hamptons right now, and you know I live up in the sticks of New York, and I had to go through the city in order to get out here. And I passed. I walked over to uh, Penn Station to catch my train, and um, as I was walking, you know, 234th Street, I passed a McDonald's that was renovated, and it looked like a lobby for a hotel. No, they're so, trying to make. I know they're trying to make McDonald's this big, like gourmet, beautiful <laughs> thing now. And really, all I want is a, a junior chicken with extra large fries, you know, and a diet yeah, coke. Of course, a diet coke. In an environment that, that's very posh and plush, and <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they, 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 I had to like rebrand it, you know. I mean, we, well, at the end of the day, you're spending ten dollars and 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 killing yourself. So, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, the French fries are really good. They're to die for. <laughs> they are to die. For. <laughs> 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 so, 
we talked about this uh, on our on our podcast about this study that you know forty eight percent of gay men will shave off a few years of their life for the perfect body, and that's like, we thought that it was like a really high number that they were actually sacrificed living just to have the perfect body, and we just thought that was kind of weird. Oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, like if you have one body, learn, live with what you have, and, and enjoy life. I wouldn't, or you, I would rather be the most physically unattractive person in the entire world if I could spend another year with my mother. You know, I would never do that. So exactly, that's and, silly. And, 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 and people always think that just because you're thin that you're healthy, or you know, they equate that with like, oh, you're right. Thin, but you're but thin. I've also learned that thin people hate their bodies just as much as fat people do. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we always equate Hallelujah. being overweight with being ugly, but skinny people like insecurity. Insecurity and weight. I've always said this are in your head. If you feel fat, you will you will act fat. If you feel ugly, you will yeah. act ugly. And people people notice that. You know, I dress. I don't think I dress like an overweight person. I don't act like an overweight person minus a McDonald's at night. And I definitely don't dress like an overweight person. I I feel sexy and confident all the time, and people see that. I so. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I do. I hear you. Amen. I, I, and I, I, you know, I have, you know, overweight people in my family that actually carry themselves with a lot of confidence. And, you and absolutely. Over- and how many times have you walked by such a gorgeous person on the street, like this, the society would call gorgeous, and you can just tell that they're insecure and that they hate themselves and yeah. they don't dress very well. It's all, it's all in your head. If you, if you, you are what you think you are. Exactly. Okay, one more question, and then we'll just wrap it up from there. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, do, do you and the other guys watch it? Do you guys have, like... Drag a race. lot of the other guys watch Parties. it. I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't get um, uh, any American channels where I live. Okay. But no, I, if, if I go to David's house and he's not watching the last episode of Drag Race, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. You know, <laughs> he loves it. Um, I know Yerksa loves it for sure. Dean, I think as well. And um, no, I don't watch it. Unfortunately, I just it's, it's not my thing. I'm too busy learning Madonna choreography. I think to pay attention to. <laughs> to Drag Race, but I heard it's a great show. I've watched a couple of them, and uh, my God, are they beautiful. So what kind of TV do you watch? I mean, do you, are you a sci-fi, or are you more like CSI or reality shows? See, I don't, I don't really watch TV, and when I do, I'm stuck watching the stupid ones, like, uh, <laughs> like I don't know, like, I've never been able to follow a series. The only series of television that I ever, ever loved and fell in love with and needed all the seasons of was Brothers and Sisters. Like, isn't that such a stupid show to watch, you know, about, like, who really cares about Ally McBeal's post, like, <laughs> television life, you know, with, um, who else was on that show? What's her name? What's Sally the mom Field. from, um, Sally Fields, yeah. But yeah. I, for some reason, it just, it caught me, I think it's, I come from a big family, so it's just, the dynamics in that family were very similar to mine, and how at the end of the day, you have your, your brothers and your sisters, so that's the only okay. show, really, that I ever got into, but, like, what else do I watch? Like, Teen Mom, I don't know, there's something about about pregnant teenagers that's really attractive to me. Um, you can relate. <laughs> but I, yeah, I can, re- I can relate to, to, to the moms. So. Okay. Well, well, thank you so much for, you know, coming on our show and, and having some, yeah. some girl talk. Uh, we really no problem. Thank it. you for having me. Oh, I, I hope you, you had a good time on our show. And, you I know, did, t- definitely. Oh, good. And tell the others that we want them on this show, like Juan and Santos and Yerksa. I would love, I would Absolutely. Love they'd, be, they'd be a blast. I would love can to you gr- do? Can you do? Can you do Santos? Uh, uh, glamour? Can you just do your Glamour is overdone. Give me something else to say and I'll say it. Oh, I'll do what he just said. There's a preview of um, the new Canadian episode, uh, the Naked episode, actually, which you guys will get in a couple of weeks. And he goes, I can't wait for that. 
I know me, me either. I haven't watched it yet. But he goes, they were talking about their penises, I guess. And he goes, my penis is folded up like a sandwich. <laughs> what that means, I don't know. But that was really good. That was so good. <laughs> that, that was good. That's a good way to. That's a, what a good way to end our podcast. Actually, and we'll put we'll put uh, the links to, of course, to the show and to your blog and stuff in our show notes. And Wait, we'll do, do we have a, a link to his blog? I mean, can you let us know where people can sure. find? Sure. My uh, daily Madonna blog and weekly personal blog. So, gayguidetoronto.com and yeah, twitter.com slash Philip Tetro too. So. All right. Well, thank you so much, Philip. We really, thank really you. you guys. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Janet. That's my Janet Jackson songs by Chris Cox. It's called the Chris Cox Dub Mega Mix. Um, and we wanted to feature, since we have Philip on our show, we wanted to feature, you know, all of his divas that he loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and so that's Janet. Janet is, you know, Philip, as you heard, it's his number, it's, um, it's his number two after Madonna. So um, that was a little mega mix of all her hits. And so now it's time to say goodbye. I hope we really hope that you enjoyed our interview with Philip. And I will, again, you know, a big thank you to, for Philip for taking his time out and to um, to chat with us. And we really felt like we got to know him. And and now we have a new friend in Canada. Thank you, and, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we wind down, as you know, we would love to hear what you um, thought about. Uh, this episode or any of our episodes, you can send us an email at oralfixpodcast at gmail.com or feel free, you can give us a call at 646-504-3491. It could be anonymous or you can say your name, just give us a shout out. 
have any questions, comments, feedbacks, whatever, just drop us a line. You can also follow us on Twitter at All Fixed Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, and we're Facebook slash The Oral Fix Podcast. And you can also listen to our, read our blog posts and um, all kinds of get free music downloads and all kinds of stuff that we are interested in or that caught our eye for the week uh, on our website at oralfixpodcast.com. And, of course, any of the songs that you hear in this podcast or any of the podcasts that, that you listen to, you can uh, we always put in the link for, for download. So you can also get these songs as well. So, Henry, do you have any other farewells? I do, actually. <laughs> of, course, of course you do. Um, and it's no verbal pause, Tricky Toro, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I, I, I want everyone who you know who's not familiar with our rantings on our blogs and um I want to give a special shout out to Homo Ground, uh, a sister podcast, um, who we've actually become friends with. Um and uh they're they're promoting a uh, Kickstarter which uh they're trying to use as a method for uh helping to support their podcasts. And we would love to support them and would love for you guys to turn you on to it and also turn you on to their Kickstarter program, which is really cool. If you fund, you know, if you give a donation to the Kickstarter program, we'll have a link on our show notes for this. You get a deck of 52 cards, playing cards, um, whose image has been redone in um, the form of well-known female music artists. Um, so far, you know, this is a in the works uh, project and uh, the project is called feminist cards by the way and you can look at them at feministcards.com if you love you know divas uh, folk singers who are, are females um, you know like Tori, Tori Amos or the Indigo Girls you know there's a huge list that they're building and compiling of artists that they're re, they're using their images and putting them to these cards and um, I you know I just want to put that out there for you guys to take a look at and um and support this movement and also you know support females you know and because they they don't get acknowledged especially female musicians and by the way homo ground is a podcast that helps to promote gay and lesbian you know gbl glbt musicians in the underground minorities who are not getting their music publicized and as drew and i have spoken in the past on this podcast we're not really well rep- represented in in media and especially in in you know musicians singers and artists homoground does a really well job of putting you know people out there like that band called lovers that love and um and they did a write up on so um please you know have a listen to them on stitcher.com or you can go to homoground.com and listen to them or you know if you want to take a look at the feminist cards uh, go to www.feministcards.com or go to our show notes and um, look at everything there and look up the write-up that um, I did on them. And that's about it. hope everyone has a good week, and I hope you have a good week too, you and your lucky Dominican, Miss Drew Brown. <laughs> yes, I will, I will keep you posted. If I start... <laughs> 
<laughs> I might have to start practicing. I'm I'm start poking. Um, I'll start uh practicing my Spanish. So next time I might be saying things like hola and and como esta and all that other. <laughs> <laughs> muy bien, muy bien, gracias, gracias, all that stuff. That's all I know so far. Wow, so, you sound really good at it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep you posted. So here's our. To 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 send you guys off. Here's another one of Philip Tetro's favorites. Um, is share, um, and this is you haven't seen the last of me, and this is the David. I don't know how to say his last name. Al Audi. No, odd. Odd. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Radio edit. So until next time, have a great day. Great week. Week. <laughs> Month. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>